Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Balloon Kid for the Game Boy. Balloon Kid was developed by Pax Sofnica and published by Nintendo in North America in October of 1990. Ooh. And PAL Territories in January of 1990. Hmm. And never in Japan. I saw that, yeah. It's... At least not in this version. Did it come out later for, like, Game Boy Color? Or... Yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, this game was directed by Yoshio Sakamoto. And he is also uh, the credited designer on uh, Donkey Kong Jr., the original Balloon Fight. Uh, Wrecking Crew. Okay. One of the designers on Metroid and Kid Icarus. Yeah, yeah. Lots of old school goodies. And then he was a producer for Wario World uh, and then many of the WarioWare games and the entire Metroid Prime trilogy. Oh, wow. Okay. And then most recently, uh, Tamadachi Life for the 3DS. Wow. Now, this game is, of course, a sequel to Balloon Fight, which was the game that was uh, programmed by... Satoru Iwata. Okay, yeah, that's early NES days, right? Yes. And it was his, uh, you know, he loved Joust. Sure. He had programmed a Joust version for the NES to show off, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to get the license. But he uh, ended up using, I guess, a lot of that code for Balloon Fight. (laughs) Right, right. And, you know, more specifically, this is a sequel to the secondary form of Balloon Fight, the Balloon Trip mode. Okay, okay. I'm not sure how much experience you have with the original Balloon Fight. Uh, I have none, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Hey. It's like a nicer Joust. Okay. Which, as you can imagine, I like a lot. Uh, it's no secret that I'm a big Joust fan. Sure, sure. Uh, and while I didn't play a lot of Balloon Fight as a child, it was one of the unlockable cartridges you could get in the first Animal Crossing. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. So that's where I really encountered it for the first time and played a lot of it. Okay, okay. Oddly enough, this game was released in Japan for the Famicom, but oh. entirely reskinned. Oh, wow, okay. So the levels are all the same, the mechanics are the exact same, and the enemies are the same. But this time you are Hello Kitty. <laughs> wow, okay. In the game Hello Kitty World. Oh, all right. Why not? In fact, I lied. I think the backgrounds changed because I think you are going around the world as Hello Kitty in that uh, game. Oh, okay. This game was actually re-released in Japan for the Game Boy Color. Ah, okay, okay. But not as you would expect. It was not a retail uh, cartridge as far as I know. Oh, yeah? It was available on their download service from kiosks. Oh, okay. I've heard of these. Yeah, it was their Power Flash RAM cartridge system. Hot dog. They had it for the Game Boy Color and for the Super Nintendo. Oh, I just, I wish we had it. Oh, yeah, because you would buy a cartridge that had uh, six slots, save slots in it. And then depending on how large the game is, it could take up between one and all six slots of that cartridge. Mm. But they were much cheaper uh, and you would get them either at your local convenience store kiosk or at a video game store. Right. And for a lot of games, I think it's a great option, you know, back in the day, because once you beat it, many games weren't really worth playing a lot more. Right, right. Especially on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. And with their smaller sizes, you could actually have multiple games on one cartridge. Yeah, yeah. And then because of that, the Game Boy Color version in Japan did have a, a couple added features, not just color. It had a little map, but you could also save in between levels. Okay. 
because of the nature of that RAM. Sure, yeah. And then this was uh, re-released in the Virtual Console for the 3DS. And not this version, but actually the Japanese version. Oh, okay. So if you want to play it that way, go for it on that system. But sadly, that was the end of the Balloon Fight series. As far as I know, uh, there are some nods to it in other games and in, uh, of course, Smash Brothers. But we haven't gotten a, a true sequel mm. at this point. Mm. Or a threequel, I guess, as it would be. <laughs> well, Nick, what kind of game is Balloon Kid? Well, Eric, uh, this is kind of a tough question. It's uh, kind of an action platformer, I guess. It's a very arcade feeling old-school game, you know? Yes, it is a side-scrolling action game, but, you know, not in the normal sense of you just running, jumping, and stomping or shooting on things. That's right. It's, as you might imagine, balloon-centric. Yes, and uh, it controls much like balloon fight and before it joust. You do have a jump in this game. Mm -hmm. You start out as a, a little girl. That's right, a rare female protagonist. And in the game, you are trying to rescue your brother who's been carried away by a big bunch of balloons. Classic, classic problems. It does It's kind of a Mario jump. Yeah, yeah. You have a little more jump the longer you hold it. Mm-hmm. And I think you can turn around in it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can use this jump to stomp a few enemies. Yeah, in fact, you have to against bosses sometimes. Mm-hmm. But really, um, the core mechanic of the game is the float. And to get to that float you must inflate some balloons or one balloon yep you can hold up to two inflated balloons at any one time yes uh and to do that you just tap down that's right what does it take four times to Mm -hmm. fully inflate one balloon and if you have two balloons then you don't float any higher or faster it's just that when one balloon is popped you are still airborne that's right once you are in the air the main mechanic you're going to be using is the what we call the flap mechanic to us joust fans sure sure and that is if you tap the a button you flap your hands or whatever and you get a little bit of lift yeah and if you're pressing left or right you'll start to move in a a weird you have a very strange momentum yeah and the faster you tap the higher you'll the quicker you'll go up Mm -hmm. and the slower you can even tap at a certain rate to get yourself hovering or moving at the exact same plane right across the the level yeah, and it's, uh, you know, controlling yourself can be very tough because the biggest problem I had was whether you're just jumping or floating with your balloons, if you bump into a wall, you are bounced off that sucker and you are, it's hard to control then, so you want to avoid anything you can. Yeah, it, it definitely can be. And it's really what makes this game unique. It's those controls being used in a side-scrolling fashion. Yeah. The balloons in many ways act as your health in this game. Yeah, yeah. The actual girl can only take one hit. That's true. There are some enemies and obstacles that will directly, that'll get you in the one hit kill. Yes. But if you get a balloon popped, you're fine. Uh, You get two balloon pops, you're still okay as long as you land on solid ground. Yeah, if you're lucky. And then while you're in the air uh, holding the balloons, you can also let go of them by pressing B. Yeah, which may seem counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it at some points. It's required, so you're used to it. You know, you can do a real quick drop that way if you need to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, scattered throughout the levels, there are things to pick up, but mainly balloons. Lots of other balloons to get. Yeah, there's what a hundred in each level, right? Uh, something like that. Sure. I didn't actually double check on that. Uh, once you've collected twenty balloons in a row, though, all the single balloons turn into double balloons for a while. Yeah, and they're worth twice as many points, right? Yes. Yeah, because if you get 100,000 points, then you get a one-up. Yeah, which is nice. And that manifests itself as a heart sauntering up from the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like uh, the star in Mario 2. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the only time you're going to find hearts. 
No, I mean, sometimes they're just in the levels. You can collect them. Mm-hmm. And then you also get another free life if you collect every balloon in a stage. Oh, okay, cool. And then there are bonus stages where you can get a heart there, too, if you collect all 20 of the balloons as they come out of pipes. Yes, and that's um, just like the bonus stages in the original balloon fight. Okay, cool. But the cool part is, is to get to them, you have to go through a door and like a Game Boy-shaped door. Yeah, it's a big, it's a pretty cool-looking Game Boy. I, I do enjoy that part. As you go through the game, they become a little harder to access. Yeah, yeah. And then there is one more item to talk about, and that is the invincibility balloon. Yeah, it's a darker balloon with a big bright P on it. Mm-hmm. For power. Or something, because you are then invincible, and any enemies you bump into will be destroyed. Yes, but also at the same time, your movement is a little weirder. Yeah, I, man. You move a lot uh, faster, and you your momentum is so strong that you can't control yourself as well. Yeah, I... At first, I would think, try to really kill a bunch of enemies as I'm going, but since you can't, you know, the game is auto-scrolling, so you can't really force it over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you just kind of have to just take what you can get. Don't don't get risky. Uh, you start the game with, I think, three lives? I think you have five, actually. Or is it five? I remember being, like, kind of high, which was cool. But Yeah, and it's very easy to get more lives in this game. Yeah, especially early on. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, sadly, though, there are no continues. Unfortunately. Now, when you start the game, you are given a few options because there are different modes of play. There is the single-player mode, which is the story mode, where you are trying to save your brother. Mm-hmm. But there also is a versus play mode, which I think is for the link cable. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that plays out just like classic balloon fight. Okay. And then there is the balloon trip mode, which is also just, again, a mirror of the original classic balloon trip mode. I think it's an endless mode, though. Okay, just high score, kind of. Yeah. But, you know, of course, we'll be talking mainly about single-player play. Sure. Well, Nick, this is a game published by Nintendo. That's right. It doesn't have a lot going on, but it does have some weird mechanics, so I'm hoping it has a decent manual. It does, I think. It's it's very brief, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Only a 14-page Wow. Uh, The manual is black, white, and red. Okay. But it does have some full-color enemy artwork at the end for, like, eight enemies. And they look really good. It also has pictures of Alice and Jim and Sam. We keep saying the girl, and that's why, because I couldn't remember her name. Oh, it's yeah, it's Alice. But, yeah. So, that I mean, that's worth checking out. But you you do get a brief story where this takes place in the land of Pennsylvania. Oh, man, I was going to bring that up later because they do say that at the beginning, and I love it because the first level, the buildings are pencils yeah. and, like, rulers and stuff. Yeah, so for whatever reason, you're there in Pennsylvania, and, you know, as you kind of mentioned, Jim and Alice, uh, they both like to play with balloons. Um, Jim played with too many one day and floated away. So now, Isn't that always the case? I always warn my children. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know you love balloons, but don't play with too many. So you may float away. It's bad news, man. Uh, bad news balloons. Poor Jim. Um, he's gone somewhere, and Alice must rescue him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manual really spends the bulk of its time on the controls, which are fairly weird, and how to use the link cable. So can't blame him there. And there's a few basic tips at the end where they say stuff like, don't be afraid to drop your balloons. You okay. might need to. They, they even say you can get through the first two levels without any balloons. Wow, that would be quite the challenge. Yeah, it seems like a fool's endeavor as far as I am concerned. 
But yeah, I mean, it's not a bad little manual. Uh, really, I really like the artwork for the enemies and characters, so it might be worth checking out for that. But if you know how to play it, there's not a lot here. I, I think I will because I, I like the character designs. I like the balloon fight style of art. So I'm, I'm definitely want to see what those look like. Uh, they look good. They look good. So Nick, what was your personal history with uh, balloon fight or balloon kid? I have no history with either. Actually. Which is kind of amazing because it's one of those like original, is it black box games? I think so, but I mean, I got my NES in like 88, so it was like at the tail end of those, you know, right. the, the first wave of the the next. But I felt like there was always some of those floating around at many people's houses. Like it's the only reason I played Donkey Kong Jr. Okay. on the NES was because, you know, well, a couple of kids had it. I didn't see, yeah, see, I, most of my friends that I, I can think of, you know, like we got we got in after the black box games were on their way out, so mm-hmm. we didn't really see a lot of them, like maybe Gyromite. I well, know. I think I already let the cat out of the bag where I uh, <laughs> didn't play this as much when it first came out, but I did play it a lot on the Animal Crossing for mm-hmm. GameCube. Sure, sure. And then it was on the Virtual Console for the Wii, and I think I purchased it there as well. But it's always been, uh, since then, a game I've picked up whenever I could. Okay, okay. That brings us to our more recent experience, Nick. And what is yours with this game? Uh, well, I beat this game um, on my second play, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I was playing through, and I got pretty far, I think, to level six or so before I died and realized there were no continues. Ooh, yeah. So going back the second time, I save-stated in between each level. So I was gotcha. able to get to level eight without right. cheating, but, I mean, it does get pretty tough there at the end. It so. does. And uh, I actually played this game twice only but i beat it both times because once i picked it up i was in it to win it sure yeah um and the first time i played it uh, i did use the save states between levels Mm -hmm. the second time i played the japanese version okay okay and i did save but i didn't end up needing to save or continue in any way like i managed to just go right through once i knew what was to come Mm -hmm. i was able to to beat it because really i lost most of my lives from the bosses okay yeah you know that first round of figuring out what to do yeah, yeah. All right, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of the game. And I'd like to start by saying that this is secretly the Joust adventure game we've always wanted. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> yeah, I, it does have a lot of the, the controls are very similar, you know. The oh, they are so similar. Stuff. Because I, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I do play a bit of Joust uh Whenever I can. Sure, sure. It's always interesting getting on a original Joust cabinet because it's a two-way joystick. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you ever play emulated, you're you're fooling yourself in a little bit of ways. <laughs> um, so to me, that flat mechanic is like burnt into the very core of my arm. Right, right. And I really loved the controls of this game. Like I just enjoyed so much of it. Like the flat mechanic is almost identical to Joust. Right. And once you have it down... That bizarre movement, this is so satisfying to me that I was able to get through most of this game easier than I thought I would. It's a it's a different beast, though, because, you know, in Joust, you have such smaller characters, mm-hmm. and the board is more open. So there's And you this, have the wraparound. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I don't know, like, the bouncing off stuff, isn't it? I mean, it's still there, but it's not like... Yeah, but once you get to the higher levels of Joust, you really need a level of back-and-forth fidelity in your, in your control mm-hmm. that... I think this game does hold up to that standard. Yeah, yeah. It's just got its own, like, learning to use that movement in this different environment mm-hmm. is, is a little little tricky at first. Especially with this side-scrolling aspect. But then again, I also love balloon trip mode in the original balloon fight. Okay, okay. 
Now, this game has some pretty good backgrounds for the uh, Game Boy. They're not very shaded or detailed in that aspect, but I think the, the constant movement wouldn't allow them to be. Right, right. But they do vary quite well, and they stand out. You definitely always know what you're supposed to be interacting with and what you're avoiding. And, I mean, this is a game that I'm surprised even has them. You know, like, it really seems like, like, the Balloon Fight, the original, like, it was just black in the background? Or, there you were know, clouds. Like, or, were there? Okay, I, like I said, this harkens to an older style of game where mm-hmm. any kind of background seems like a, a happy bonus. And it is a nice bonus that some of the enemies from the original appear in this game. Those birds... With okay. the balloons, okay. those are from the original, and the uh, sparks from the clouds. Ugh, yeah. Those are as well. But one thing that is very different from the original uh, in all ways is the inclusion of bosses. And what happened with the, you got to the bosses the first time, Nick? Um, I floated around for a while. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And eventually I figured out that you just have to drop yourself on them. You know, you can't just land on their heads with your balloons still. Right? No, like, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, really, I think with most of them, I usually lost a life right away because the way you bounce off of them is so unpredictable and unlike many of the things you've encountered in the game before that. Certain bosses, I found you could bounce back onto your balloons if yes. you plan it right. Oh, we totally forgot about that aspect um, because once you have let go of your balloons by hitting B, if you can jump up to them again, you can grab them again. Yeah, so you don't have to reinflate them. And that's really the only useful if you've done it in an accident when you're close to the ground or during these boss fights. Yeah, that rarely, rarely ever happened on purpose for me. Right. But there is a boss there that I think that's the only option because you're over, like, water or some other hazard. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it can be kind of tough. Uh, definitely. Now, we've already talked about how much I love the puns built into the game, like Pennsylvania. Oh, right, right. But the other thing I want to talk about was... uh. The sprites. I thought all of the character sprites were really great for the Game Boy. Yeah, they're they're pretty descriptive for you know for their size and lack of colors. Mm-hmm. I really liked um, the music. Ca- yeah. Kind of caught me off guard. And looking at the credits, I was I figured out why because it's good old Hip Tanaka. Is oh yeah, I forgot to mention that in the beginning. Back in action, man. Uh, some of them sounded ah really good. I I don't know. The I would say about half the music in this game is is great. Mm-hmm. The other half is good yeah and you know on headphones you got that stereo sound and everything it, it mm-hmm. does sound quite amazing that's true all right folks this is the level by level portion of the show and this game has eight levels that's right eight is great and if you're looking for maps of these levels online don't because they're not there for <laughs> the original game boy version you have to look up the game boy color version for japan Apparently, that's the only one people care about. I see. And actually, if you find those, then there's a subset of them that are the monochrome versions for the Game Boy. Okay. But this isn't really a game where you're going to be looking at the map while you play because that side-scrolling action just keeps you coming. Yeah, and there's not a lot of, like, variety or places to go. You know what I mean? You're just, you're pretty much, uh, you, well, you're moving to the left, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird, but. Yes. And, well, it mirrors the original trip mode. Okay. That's how you did it back then. And you start out at your house, and then you, you know, you're moving across, and right away you're going to encounter your first set of enemies that are going to be your biggest troublemakers for the whole game. You've got some birds, mm-hmm. and you got some fire. Ah, uh, the fire, yes. And the fire is a one-hit kill. Yeah, and you uh, want to avoid it at all possible chances. But the birds themselves are one of these enemies that has kind of a weird thing going on where they can pop your balloon, mm-hmm. but if you run into them, you bounce off of them. Yeah. 
but you can pop their balloon if you hit that, right? Well, this first set of birds don't have balloons. Oh, okay. Wrong, wrong birds. My bad. Right. Yeah, there's a couple different types of birds. But this whole first level is really just about learning how to get around. And looking at the map now, I can see, yeah, you could just run across this whole thing. Yeah, I don't know how you do on collecting balloons. But you probably wouldn't do very well. I mean, one thing I picked up from my first time through this this game, but the first two levels I feel like are really about get all the balloons. Max is, get as many bonus lives as you can because you'll need them later. Yeah, yeah. And then for the last half of the level, you'll encounter a different type of bird. And this one where it just flies straight on. So it's more just avoiding it altogether, but it has the same balloon popping slash bouncing mechanics so as now, the others. Can you bounce off these if you have no balloons off their heads, maybe? I think so. Is that how you would get by here without balloons? Okay. Yep. And then at the very uh, back half of the level, there is a free man. But the only way to get it, and you'll find this in a lot of levels, is to pop your balloons. Yeah. Let go so you can squeeze through smaller areas. Because yeah. when you have those balloons inflated, you can't fit in some places. Yeah. You uh, definitely want to be quick thinking with that because it'll it'll cost you if you don't. Yeah, and you don't have a whole lot of time to inflate after that either. That's right. Well, also, um, if you are scrolled off, like if you get, you can get crushed between obstacles and the right side of the screen. So you don't want to, you don't want to waffle in between that area. Make your choice and make it fast. True, indeed. Now, at the end of the level, there are some happy trees and just a big arrow saying, "Keep going." That that beautiful arrow sign that lets you know you're at the end of the level. And if you see that arrow, that also means there is no boss for this level. Because the bosses happen every other level. Are they all on the, they're all on even levels then? Yes. Or? Makes sense. Okay. Which brings us into the second of the kind of foresty levels. Uh, your darker trees in the background. More of the happy faces on the tree. Ooh. But this time, uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more of, instead of birds, bees and spiders. Ugh. Now, the bees uh, have that same mechanic of popping and bouncing. But if you hit them from the bottom, they will hurt you, where the stinger is. Yeah, yeah. You can bounce off the top of them. And they have kind of a weirder movement pattern. Sure, sure. Spiders, not a big deal. Yeah, they just climb up and down, right? On their... I mean, actually, I don't think they're spiders. I think they're beetles. Okay, yeah. So they just go up and down. You just have to avoid them that way. Yeah, it's just a timing thing. Yeah, uh, the big problem with this level is it's the introduction of a lot of water. So there's a lot more pit nets that are possible. Yeah, watch out. And then you have uh, some little worms. That move around platforms, your classic. And, you know, the water is extreme. I don't know if it shows up here, but there is a large fish in the water. Yes, that also returns from the original game. And you can get down. You can actually be behind the water, kind of. You're struggling to get get some more elevation to get back out of there, and that fish will come by. It's kind of like a Big Bertha in Mario 3. Mm -hmm. It'll just eat you in one hit, so beware. Yeah, it's not unlike the fish in the first one, which is also a ripoff of the hand from Joust. Mm -hmm. The lava uh, hand. The lava hand. Uh, halfway through the level, you get another free man. You'll encounter the alligators for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they have a wide bite, but otherwise they're slow moving and pretty easy to avoid. I, I thought so as well. The very back half of the level has uh, some like pods that are going to fall. They shake before you get to them, so you got to either activate them and then pull back and Watch then you have a, another one of those bonus stages where you have to drop your balloons and sneak through some areas to get to it when you complete a bonus stage it doesn't bring you out right where you went in so you you are able to you know it takes you back to, uh, a little bit uh, i don't know this game's pretty generous with checkpoints too i feel like you get like three per level or something oh yeah and then the final portion of this level brings you to the boss yeah which appears to be a big bad wolf sort of yeah uh, he's got his dukes up and he's ready to fight yeah, I watched it move back and forth for quite some time as I tried to puzzle out how to fight this guy. And if you are on the ground and jump into him, he will bounce you back 
very easily into the water surrounding him. That's right. He's on a, a ledge kind of in the center of the screen with two watery pits on either side. But, you know, um, now that you know what to do, your best bet is to cut the balloons and fall onto his head. And that will usually bounce you onto one of the two raised platforms on the sides of the board safely. Yeah, I found that in general when I'm bouncing off at least this boss, like just don't try to control. I would try to aim where I'm going and just screw things up. Like it seems Then, then to, you go in the water. Yeah, it seems to prefer to bounce you where you need to be. So just, you know, let it go. And it's like three hits on it? I think so, yeah. Aren't they all three hits? Yeah, the okay. classic three hits. Actually, I think towards the end, one of them takes four. I know the, the final boss takes more, right? Right, it yeah. takes like six or something. But, but this guy is only three. Uh, you defeat him, and that arrow is there telling you you get to go to the next level. Move it on. And now you are out to sea. You are in the tropical island zone. Yeah, it's a nice beach beachfront adventure. And this is where you're going to encounter those uh, birds that you've seen in the very first game. Okay. The ones with the balloons. Oh, yeah. These little, are they like hummingbirds kind of looking guys? Yeah. That's what I always thought of. But that that's the part to me that really starts to resemble Joust, where you have to hit them from higher up mm-hmm. to, to pop their balloon and then they're out of your way. There are some nice blimps in the background all through this area that tell you to fight. In case you forgot what you're here to do. And now they introduce some dastardly areas, which are the spiked ceilings. Yeah. Th- these will become increasingly more common. Yeah, and they will pop your balloon. Now, all through this level, you will realize that there is very little ground to land on. And when you do see ground, it's probably occupied by crabs. Yes. That do not shoot bubbles, though. No, no bubbles coming from these crabs, but they will hurt you. And if you uh, land at them, they will pinch you. So you just got to fly over them. Yeah, watch out. Uh, The very last half of this level is really just a kind of a a maze of enemies and and, uh, spikes. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, you'll find uh, another item we forgot to talk about, and that is the 500-point coin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I rarely got these because they're usually in a trickier area. Yes, agreed. So I just stayed away from them. <laughs> like, but what I do like is the very end of the level is a whale's mouth that you must land in. Yeah, fly on in. And once you've flown into that whale, well, of course, you are now inside the whale for the next level, level four. And what makes this level a little harder is that the whale's teeth go all the way through its esophagus down to its stomach so there are spikes at the top of the entire level that's right this is the world's only toothed whale unless you count the narwhal yeah and some of some of them will fall as well right yeah they'll do the jiggle and then they'll fall and you're gonna have some uh, creatures living in the water inside its stomach in this one that pop out at you yeah that's a The inside of the whale is a fascinating ecosystem. But we're not going to get too deep in a lot of these levels because the mechanics are basically the same. Yeah. Avoid enemy, avoid fire, don't get hit by spikes. Sure, yeah. There are some cute little bonefish in this level. Oh, right, right. That fly around. Avoid them, no matter how cute they may be. And this, I feel like... On the seahorses in this one. And at certain points with the falling, with the spikes and stuff, like... Up until this point, you've been kind of able to move, you know, while the screen is auto-scrolling, your position left to right doesn't matter that much. But at a, after a certain point, it will because there will be certain obstacles. Like, you have to have room to race past them if you're mm-hmm. at the very left edge and they'll, you'll just get hurt or vice versa. It's, so you, you kind of got to watch out. And then uh, the other thing I was going to mention were the seahorses that pop out because they're pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And you really got to know where they're at because they will get you. They, they move really high on the board as well. Sure. But at the very end... You know, we also forgot to mention that when you get to the boss, you see your brother floating away. Yeah, you'll get a little heads up. There will be a little uh, music change as well. Mm-hmm. And the boss of this level is, what is it? It's like an evil shrimp or like prawn, prawn or something? Of some I don't sort. know. Oh, yeah. It has claws, so it can't be a 
So it's some sort of small shrimpish, prawnish creature. Sure, yeah. And but it, the big problem is that it is in the water, and there is no land around it, only on each side. Yeah, you have two relatively small platforms to land on. And I fought this guy a, a bit. I lost at least two lives here because if you struggle at all, you are not landing on those platforms. Yeah, you just have to really trust trust yourself, leap of faith over that guy. You know, the at, at this point, the spikes in the ceiling have been rounded off, so you don't have to worry about that. Yes. Which is nice. But, you know, if you miss that platform, boom, that's an instant death. Yeah, which is not fun. Not at all. Now, luckily, this guy only takes three hits. And once you have destroyed it, there is an arrow at the back of the uh, whale. I don't want to know how you get out. <laughs> but you do, and you move on to the very next level. Well, this is a, a rainy level, but you actually do come out of the, the whale's mouth again. So you either took a U-turn in there, or this is a bizarre cat-dog whale, which is or, headed either end. Maybe the fight was so violent that the whale spit you up. Uh, yeah, maybe. He's had enough. We gave him indigestion. Now, you mentioned the rain in this level, and it's not just an effect for the background. It actually affects your movement. Yeah, it will push you downward. Yeah, and a lot. Yeah, so you really want to be at the top of the screen if you can help it when you start to cross the rain shower areas. Yeah, and they really play with that a lot in this level where if you're not at the top, they're going to be hitting you with a bird. Like right, right. When you come out the bottom or some other side. And again, that, that you know that fish is down there waiting for you. It is. And then halfway through the level, you'll have the lightning bolt clouds, and they will zap off a little bolt of lightning, which can hurt you. Yeah. But then it spawns that little spark. The the worst. And that, that it comes from the original game. Yeah, that's a, that's a one-hit kill if it gets you, and it will bounce around the borders of the, the ground. Sometimes... Sometimes I've seen it go off, and, and yeah. it, you know it doesn't like bounce back at you. It was basically the pterodactyl, okay, of the original of of that original game. Oh, it's rough in Joust terms. Gotcha. But then later, there's a kind of mazish section of the sparks that's you have to work your way through. They're all stationary, mm -hmm. but again, one hit kill. So yeah, you have to be very careful to this point. Yeah, yeah. And they really just repeat that that pattern over and over again throughout the rest of the level. Mm -hmm. Totally doable. Maybe not the easiest, but it can be done. And at the end of that rainy level, you will find yourself in some sort of ice temple? I guess, yeah. Cavern, I don't know. Because Fortress. there are shiny bricks, which I'm guessing are ice, but lots of penguins. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Ice makes sense. And in the background, you're going to see some beautiful mountains. But really, these penguins are really what, the, the, what it's all about, because they don't act like any enemy you've encountered before. They're very squirrely. They are stationary, but when you get close, they shoot off. Yeah, so you have to, like, trigger them across. They, they move on a horizontal plane, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. And this is also the first level where, about halfway through, they force you to drop your balloon and just do a lot of platforming. Yeah, there's an area where you go through several small rooms. You know, you're dodging enemies on the ground. But when you get to the end of it, there's a platform that will fall if you stand on it too long. And don't think that you can inflate a balloon here. You cannot. I kept trying and dying until you just have to give up on the balloons and run and jump over some flames and water to get to the other side. Yeah, and also in this area they introduced the walking fire, which is not cool. Right, right. Well, this this too, really, if you haven't gone without your balloons yet, you really have to learn some things here. Like, you actually have a pretty respectable jump lengthwise, mm -hmm. and you move pretty quick, so you, you start to get a feel for what you can or can't do without your precious balloon. And you really are going to spend the entire back half of this level balloonless for the most part, or the middle part. Uh, there are some seals you're going to encounter, and those are the classic move faster when you're on the same plane as them. Mm -hmm. But you can fly over them, so they're not as uh, dastardly as ones in other games i don't go near them 
I, I, I don't blame I you. I try not to. I, I avoid them because the, I think they can get you one hit if you're... Yeah. If they... Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, this level, I think, has two bonus stages in it. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, this is where... Because one of them is kind of hidden. There are certain areas where you might not realize you can scroll the screen up a little bit to mm -hmm. get to it. But you can. And then if you get through this whole level, at the very end, you'll see your brother float away because you have another boss to fight. A deadly snowman with a fez on, I take it? Yeah. Yeah. That's snowman where? As, you know, stands to reason. Um, so this snowman is different than the other bosses you fought because it is not in water. There is no danger of dying yeah. from landing oddly. You have a solid ground to fight upon. But your previous method of falling on its head will no longer work. That's right, because, oh, I guess its hat is the a bucket. Right. Right, okay, because it will shoot this bucket out at you. It will aim it at you, so you have to be moving, kind of. It will shoot out and then come back to its, return to its head. But it is only vulnerable while the bucket is off of its head. Yeah, so you have to, like, jump balloon. over the bucket yeah. and then jump onto its head. Or balloon fall as it throws the bucket yeah. and then jump on its head. That's what I would usually do, but. It is a little tricky. It is. There's a little more involved here. And like I said, when you're playing this game for the first time, each of these bosses has a slightly different mechanic that you may not be expecting. So don't be surprised if you do lose a life there. For sure. But again, only three hits and you have destroyed this boss and you can move on to the next level. And now you are deep in the caves. Oh, yeah. And uh, while they're not teeth, there are stalactites at the on the roof that you must avoid. There are falling ones as well. And this is where the spiders come in. Oh, right, right. But they act almost identical to the beetle. And I didn't really, you know, their biggest uh, danger is that they put them in a lot of narrow, narrow areas. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, this whole level is just, uh, you know, really about avoiding, about learning to avoid the floor and the ceiling. Because the floor in many points will be spiky as well. And there are a few points where you just kind of have to, like, throw caution to the wind. Like, if you keep waiting for the next thing to scroll, you won't have enough time to get down there. You mm -hmm. know, like, you just have to, like, journey on. Sally forth. And forth and forth through this entire giant cave. Now, there is a secret uh, Game Boy bonus area that, uh, in yeah, the middle. I didn't see that. You have to let the bricks fall and then go up into the area where they were. Mm. But otherwise, you know, this, this level is all just about avoidance. Agreed. Which brings us to the final level of the game, level eight. And it is a doozy. Definitely. This this level really ramps up the difficulty. It introduces uh, fiery oil barrels. Yeah, which will grow very high. Yeah, shoot up into the, the upper portions of the screen. So again, you can't, you can't hide over at the right side of the screen. You got to get over them before they fill up, you know. I think they will go back down. They but do. It's, that's playing it tight man i don't like to leave that up to chance you know and then you also encounter these like whirly gigs for the first time oh right yeah and yeah. if you hit them they'll spin you off in kind of a random direction that's right yeah and on top of that there are now conveyor belts you have to contend with yeah well yeah and i mean you'll, you'll start to have areas where you have to run to the left double back and then mm -hmm. you know to the right and then double back again to the left in, in a, a small amount of time before you get scrolled off with no balloons because this is this level really forces you to drop balloons and reinflate balloons as quickly as you can many times over mm -hmm. there are of course spikes on the top there's fire on the bottom uh there's these new piston things that's right that's right but uh those act just like the fire pillars but from the other side pretty much yeah and and there are certain parts in this level where you'll see those they're like a little track on the background that have sparks on them moving left and right, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. No fun. Watch out. Uh, I mean, there are so many There are so many new hazards in this level, and they're all 
one hit kills. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of spikes on the ceiling, falling platforms. And then another thing I really enjoy is the globes or the light bulbs you're going to find. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those will shoot out sparks if you bump into them. Yeah, I, I was... I avoided them at all costs. I never actually saw this because I was very suspicious of them and didn't actually see them in action, I guess. Right. And it's right after that that you get to the point you were talking about where oh, yep. the sparks are on tracks. And you really have to just have that memorized or get through them before you see the sparks at all. Yeah, that that is the best way for sure. Now, if you can get through all of those things, you will finish the level on solid ground fighting the last boss of this game. That's right. A strange trash can robot. Yeah, I love this robot. I, it, it is pretty cool looking. It's it's hilarious. It has tank treads for its feet, mm -hmm. a trash can for its body, and a very uh, classic cartoony trap jaw hinge <laughs> head. Yeah, and it will to attack. It opens its its mouth or you know at like a ninety degree angle, and then shoots out four little sparks out in a pattern kind mm -hmm. of. And the the thing is, is that you can't just hurt this boss whenever you want. Yeah, it's only vulnerable for a brief window after it, you know, breathes out its sparks. And its head is wide open for attack. And that is really what makes this boss so hard, is that you have to avoid those sparks and then jump in close and have very little time to do so. Yeah, you got to be on it. I found that I didn't use my balloons very much at all during this part. Yeah, me either. Uh, I would just stay on the ground because he doesn't seem to aim the sparks any different. They, you know, nope. so it's like... Let them come out, run underneath the closest ones, try to pop one off, and if you're lucky, bounce off to the other side and mm -hmm. repeat. I found that if you run back and forth close to him, you could get him to open his mouth and jump over him before he even got out. Oh the, yeah, the, the attack, and then you could jump back onto him. If you're yeah, if you're if you're lucky or quick, then you can get behind him before he shoots him. And I, that did happen to me once or twice, but that was luck, not on my. It was it was not me who did that. And then, as we mentioned before, this boss does take more than just your standard three hits. It's it's at least four, five, six, somewhere in there. I want to say six, but... I think you're right on that one. I'm not 100%. And then, once you defeat this boss, well, that's it. The game is over. That's right. Little Jimmy is right there. His balloons all pop, and he lands on the ground with you. And what do you do? Well, you pick him up, and you take him for a balloon trip. <laughs> that's right. And you show him all the lands that you conquered. Look what he did to you. And it's a great little uh, you know, credit scene because you get all the names and you fly along showing him the world. Yeah, real names too. Yeah, it's very nice. You get all the credits and then at the very end you get a congratulations. And after the congratulations, they're back home in Pennsylvania. They're flying into the screen, but there's one of those old school birds with a balloon. Oh. It pops your balloon and you both fall. Well, here we are in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power View system that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And Nick, I gave this a 3.5. Okay, I, I went 3.0, but it's it's up there, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, for me, the music was really good. I loved jamming to it. Definitely, definitely. And I thought I'd like to really enjoyed all the little sprites. I mean, that's a misnomer. They weren't little. They were very large sprites. And I sure. thought they looked great for, you know, what they're going for. Yeah, they're all very clear. You know, what you, you know, birds are birds. Now, we didn't have a lot of those detailed shadowed backgrounds like we did in some of the other games. But the backgrounds are all very different. And they do look nice and crisp and clear. I was uh, kind of impressed, really, that they had any. Yeah. Because I didn't, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I wasn't really expecting that from a, a game that, like this. But, uh, you know, good on them. 
Next up is play control, and I gave it another 3.5. I But I, I think that might be a little personal bias. I gave it a 2.5, but it's definitely not bad, but it's also definitely weird. You have to get used to it, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, I put, uh, once you get used to it, it's really good. I mean, and if you are used to it already from playing a ton of Joust, then it's great. <laughs> the bouncing off walls when you don't have the balloons, that really threw me for a loop. I really had to retrain myself to yeah. be like, you can't just jump as far as you can, hit a wall and fall straight down. You have to be a lot more precise. And with the uh, invincibility, you also have to realize that you, you're no longer going to be moving all around the level. You just want to barrel forward. Right, right. And now we have challenge factor, Nick. Um, I give this a 3.0. Okay, I give it a 2.5. But again, I feel like I have a bias here. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's not tough until like the last two, mm -hmm. maybe three levels. That That's when it starts to kind of crunch down a bit, and especially a lot of that, the last one. Yeah, and a lot of that is knowing what's going to be coming. Right, So right. if you've played the levels a few times, then it's not nearly as hard. Like, if you had some continues, it wouldn't be that, you know what I mean? Well, but like I, in the Japanese version. Like, getting to the final level and then learning it will take a while without... Mm -hmm control or without continues but again like we've also mentioned there are plenty of free lives in this game yes i mean if you save state between each level like i did the first time i think i ended the game with i don't even know something like 12 15 lives i yeah the my second time i got to the final level with like six or seven lives which was a lot for me i don't know right <laughs> and then finally we have theme and fun nick um i went with 3.0 all right and uh as you can guess, my score is going to be a little higher. <laughs> I went with a 4.0. I think it's a it's a fun game. Um, I was kind of surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad because I really, really loved this game. In fact, it's probably in my top 20 now of okay, all time. Okay. Uh, I am currently looking for a cartridge of this in, when I'm out and about now. <laughs> and I definitely want to add it to my collection because to me, this is, uh, for my style of gameplay, something i really enjoy it's short and fun mm -hmm. and it captures a lot of my favorite uh, aspects of games in, all in one sure sure and needless to say i was just really charmed through the whole the whole experience all the levels are really different and and you know style and theming and it's a fun adventure through the city to the forest to the water you know yeah, on and on it actually does have a kind of sequence you know you go in and out of a whale going through your different uh places to have adventures and stuff pretty cool which brings me to my final question of the show, Nick. Should you play this game? I, yeah, I think so. It's 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 fun, man. It's not a super deep or engrossing game, so it's worth giving it a try. If you really hate the way it moves, then you can figure that out right away and back off. Yeah, if you've always uh, enjoyed Balloon Fight or Joust, but, you know, you weren't as enamored with that one-screen feel, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Balloon Trip was your jam, then this is the game for you. Uh I say, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And I regret I never had this as a child for sure. my Game Boy. <laughs> Next week's game will be a combo of games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, We will be playing both Pro Wrestling from Nintendo and wrestlemania from ljn oh yeah a double feature yes tag team match if you will so grab a copy of either of those games one of which is available on the switch for free right now if you have the online service and play along friends that's right and remember 
If you want to let us know your thoughts on Joust and or Balloon Fight, Balloon Kid, Balloon Flight, whatever you fancy, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll read it and love it. And if you want to tell me how many times I said the word Balloon Flight instead of Balloon Fight, Please don't. I know I said it a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a trick. It's like a game that we play with our, our listeners. Yeah. But if you do want to tell me how much you love Joust or uh, you know what your, your average high score is, let me know on uh, Twitter at Cart Command or more importantly, most likely, I mean, at the Facebooks at Cartridge Command. But it's those fine and wonderful folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command that actually make this show possible. So thank you all. Thank you all so very much. You are the endless balloons that keep us afloat. Balloon City. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! The original balloon flight? The original balloon fight? Flight? Balloon flight, the balloon flight, flight, fight. I keep saying it wrong. Fight, fight, fight. I'm gonna have to re-edit. <laughs> Leave me a fight, balloon fight, fight, balloon fight, balloon fight. Well, Nick, what kind of game is balloon fight? Okay. <laughs>